Hey there, Angel Donovan here with another episode of DSR Become a Better Man. If you are new to this podcast and you're feeling a bit overwhelmed by the over 120 interviews waiting for you with some of the top experts in the world, where do you get started? Which ones do you listen to first? Well, how about this? Go to datingskillsreview.com forward slash get top 13, get top one free. Why? Because there my head coach and I have recorded an audio for you which goes through the top 13 pieces of advice we have found while doing this for over 15 years. We've been doing this for over 15 years now and we've put the top 13 of advice in that audio for you. So it's an excellent place to get started before you work your way through all of the outstanding interviews you'll find on this show. It'll give you a good jump start to get into it with a firm foundation. So that's datingskillsreview.com forward slash get top 13. Today's guest has, by his own estimates, potentially spent 20,000 hours over the last 15 plus years in clubs and other locations, coaching and experimenting with meeting, attracting and seducing women. There's actually very few people on the planet who can say that. This is extreme amounts of experience. And it's something I'm always looking for to finding great guests for the show. I'm always either looking for great researchers, people who have actually done the research, the scientific research and know what they're talking about. I'm looking for people with a ton of experience or I'm looking for people with some specific innovative insight. These are the kinds of things that I think are quality and worth having on a show. So the person we're having on the show today is probably one of the top men in the world in terms of the sheer volume of experience he has in field. So that's both training people, coaching them live in field, and also just being out there himself and practicing and experimenting with new things. So he's in a truly unique position to offer highly valuable advice. Today's guest is Bexter. And he has worked with many of the best known coaching companies and other people are all names that you'll know pretty well. He spent most of his time in Europe and London where he's been based. And he's worked alongside the likes of Richard Laruna from PUA Training with Mystery, Eric Von Markovic from The Game, Ross Jeffries, we've had him previously on the podcast, and Kezia Noble to name just a few. So if you know anything about the seduction industry, the pickup artist industry, or, you know, the game and, and that whole area, those are some of the, the, the big names out there. And he's worked with all of them. He currently spends most of his time coaching and clubbing alongside mystery in Europe. There's a whole bunch of great takeaways from this episode and Bexter's experience, including the two most important things every man needs to do to learn and improve quickly. And there's a very large percentage of men that don't do these. The benefits and realities of living a polyamorous lifestyle with two girlfriends. The ideal mix of leveraging techniques versus working on being your best self as you learn. So becoming a better man and much, much more. Now, quick note about audio quality. It was really tricky to schedule in this interview just because of Bexter's schedule. Like he's constantly out there coaching around Europe in different countries, really jet setting around. But we've actually been trying to set up this interview for a year. So when we managed to get our schedules coinciding and we managed to get this set up in London last week, it was in a cocktail bar one afternoon. I just took this opportunity knowing the sound quality wasn't going to be perfect 
because it was going to be a while before this came along again, maybe another year. So the good is better always than the never getting done, of course. But due to the location, there is a bit of background noise, which I do apologize for. There are also a couple of bits of interference, which I've had my audio guys kind of attack and try to fix, but you'll still like hear them. So that unfortunately appeared in the audio, but they're pretty short and they don't affect all of the great takeaways and all of the insights in the rest of the interview. And surprisingly, even though we're in a busy cocktail bar, Baxter comes across really, really clear. So I urge you to make a little effort, a little more effort just to listen to this audio with the background noise and the small glitches, uh, because you're going to get some really great takeaways from this episode and it's going to be worth your while. Now, if you want the show notes for this episode with the transcript of the whole interview, plus the links to everything we mentioned, then go to datingskillsreview.com forward slash podcast and pick the episode out there and you'll get all of that in easy to use format. Then if you want that in your email inbox, every time we put one of these episodes out or you just want to be notified every time a new episode comes out, go to datingskillsreview.com forward slash newsletter, pop your email in there and you'll never miss an episode ever again. Now, please enjoy this interview in a cocktail bar with Bexter. I'm Angel Donovan, and this is the Dating Skills Podcast. This is a 14-year ongoing mission to discover the truth about what works in dating, sex, and relationships, to become a better man. Join me as I leave no stone unturned chase down every expert, role model, and mentor with insights to get us to that goal as fast as possible. This show is about bringing you the best of that information so that you can take it in and change your life for the better, step-by-step, episode-by-episode. So, man, it's, um, it's been a long time, but I think we first met in 2009. Was that... Yeah, Bangkok. Yeah, Bangkok. I was going to play that song. Was it 2009? It's hard for me to keep track of uh, dates. Do you know what it was? Because you know Facebook has that memory thing now that comes up and tells you what you're up to. But memory? Then, like, it's a memory is what you're oh, doing on that's that that's annoying, day. yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but there was a picture of me on the rooftop where we were. Right. That really high building. Yeah. I don't even know what it was called, but we was on like... This is one from The Hangover 2. Or yeah. Hangover 3. Is it? One no, Hangover them. 2. Yeah. 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 Awesome building. Yes, it's been a long time, but you were in this. What year did you first get into it? 1997. What were you doing then? Playing with myself. No. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Literally trying to... Given these secrets and Mm. and me going, wow. I I always knew in my head there must be a way out of this. Out of this turmoil of not being able to get laid, not being able to uh, get over my shyness and basically generally kick ass in winning in life and someone gave me these uh, newsletters of Ross Jeffries actually and I was like there is a way and then he's like I've got tapes as well and I used to go to bed listening to the tapes all the time as I'm falling asleep and learning intricate patterns and then eventually having the guts with my friend saying his name is, was Blade taking me out and going, right, now go and do, in the day, go and say this on this girl and see how she reacts and pull her into your, sort of, your, your uh, space and yeah. all these ways of saying, because at that, 
time, no one was saying the word locking. I don't think anyway. I didn't know, you know, I didn't know about mystery yet. Right. So I just knew there was only Ross Jeffries. That was it. And because um, I wasn't even using internet then, you know, for me the internet was new. So it wasn't like I could go around searching for people. I didn't, it wasn't in my brain to do that. So I had printouts and cassette tapes, and that was it. Yeah. Otherwise, I would have done a boot camp, to be honest. I would have right. Right. blown out. Well, they didn't exist one. back then. Yeah. Did they? Uh, I'm sure it was, maybe Ross was doing seminars then, but I don't know. Yeah, um, yeah, but I don't think the boot camps came yeah. around until yeah. Mystery, no, Mystery did the first Yeah, Mystery is the first one to actually do infield training. Yeah. <laughs> we are now in a cocktail <laughs> bar. <laughs> In Piccadilly. This didn't happen before, so we thought it'd be okay. <laughs> <laughs> and someone is making a cocktail. Yeah. Screaming orgasm. Okay. So, yeah. So there wasn't actual boot camps then. And a year went by, I finally got laid. Mm. But what I had done is I took the principles and I'd start creating my own vibe and methods. And it was very scattered. It wasn't anything amazing. But I had a system that just about worked for me. Mm. Teaching it to other people at this point was futile. Right. And but it got it started to get me laid. Within six months of using my flawed system at the time, yeah. I would say because it wasn't great. Uh, I got a beautiful model girlfriend from Slovakia. Absolutely stunning. Like amazing, even girls would come up to her and go, "You look so beautiful." Ignore me totally, yeah. But go straight to, her. "Oh, you got the lips over." Um, um. So I dated her for two years. Two years had passed where she had to go back to her own country because whatever the visa rules were, she had to go back. And then I was back on it hard, even though I was still gaming because I only saw her at weekends. Yeah. We only had the weekends together because she would model fully through the week, and far out from where I lived um, that I could I had all that time to practice game and as time went by my systems got better I started new phases new modes of game I started to meet famous well I got asked to be the head instructor of School of Seduction so what, what was School of Seduction what year was that that was that was I think it was 10 years ago so it, was about, it would have been after um, Strauss's The Game was published. I think it was about just after, because it was, wasn't it, it was a year ago today or a few days ago that the book was published. I thought it was November 2005 or something like that. Because I left UK just before, like, you know, no, about a year before it was published. So, and I, was, I left in 2004. Yeah, I think it was 10, 10 years ago when I was in School of Seduction. Yeah. And I was still had a normal job. Mm. and we were doing three-day boot camps at the weekend every single weekend, every single weekend. Wow. And whose organisation was that? This was called, called someone called Tomcat and James DeMarco. Okay. Yeah. They, they're, they're not in it anymore. Right. And, uh, and then Adam, Adam Loins came along and helped yeah. us with marketing and became a very prominent instructor with us. Yeah. And then Gambler came to me and was trying to headhunt me from... Must have been six months, and so I was so I'm quite, training. Yeah, I'm yeah. quite loyal. I'm a very loyal person. Yeah. So, I was like, no, no, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to stay with this group. But I didn't own any of the companies, so I actually said, I went to this guy and said, look, give me five percent each. Yeah. Then I own ten percent at least. And they said, um, no. One said yes. One said no. So I left for Gambler, 
and worked there for six years. I left there. I think Adam went and did some stuff there after me for a while. But by that time, I was doing my own thing. I'd help, I'd help people out a little bit. Yeah, so who have you worked with over the years? Um, well, at the moment, I'm work, well, I've worked with uh, someone called Rob King. Okay. I help Kezia out yeah. until she's scammed me. <laughs> <laughs> and then I helped, um, who is it? God, there's so many, there's, uh, do you know what? Even if I mention them all now, they, their companies don't exist anymore. Right. So I'm not even going to go, but it was like PUA Essex and like, right, things like yeah. this. Exactly. So, uh, became really good friends with, well, I started hanging out, seeing Neil a bit, and then I became good friends with Mystery. Mm-hmm. I helped Mystery do a meet and greet. And... Just, what, what do you mean by meet So, and like, greet? a meet Mystery event, so everyone okay. would come. You're just helping him out, organise an event? Yeah, I mean, I'd not even met him then, but I'd, uh, Discovery, a friend of mine, Discovery, yeah. he uh, said, could you help me out? And I was like, yeah, I could help you out. So I brought loads of people to that, and then afterwards, me and Mystery just went off on our own adventure, and haven't stopped really, apart from now and then he goes to stay, you know, in Toronto for a while and I'll go and stay in London for a while. So how long has that been? Is that a different company? You're working with? Yeah, we call that one the cold approach. Okay. Thecoldapproach.com. <laughs> but my own one is the Bexterlifestyle.com. Okay. So mine's more lifestyle orientated, although mm. it's heavily uh, Filled with dating, socialising, I get I don't like the word seduction, but you can say seduction and PUA type things, and I don't like that word either. Um, that uh, it's it's mystery, and I heavily are into you know the the processes of pickup in in our joint company. So it's a hundred percent pickup. It's hundred percent pickup. But my one is half, I'd say half lifestyle, half pickup-y type. When you talk about lifestyle, what kind of things is that? So I had like health, nutrition, being the best you can, you know, super networking, even business within it. There's the, every mode you can think of, style, fashion. Yeah. All right, fixing, fixing a whole guy's life. Yeah. yeah. Reflexology, anything yeah. you can think of, depending on what yeah. package someone wants, sure. we're going to cater their life to them. So we you know, say, look, this is the life I want. And we'll go, okay, we're going to fix that for you. Normally we have a seven-day course. Yeah. And within that seven-day course, they can live with us if they want even. Right. And we transform them and give them the life they want. It could even go in and go in and pimp in their house out. Oh, yeah. Absolutely anything. It's like it a could custom, be anything. custom job. Yeah, bespoke. All right. So, you know, over, we were just discussing before we started recording this, actually, that you spent a lot of hours coaching in field. Yeah, I mean, to work it out would be insane. Um, it's definitely over 20,000 hours. You know, you've heard of the 10,000 right. hour rule? Yeah. It's over 20,000. Because I, I hit that. Well, someone came to interview me about that many, 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 many years ago from a university. Yeah. They're like, you've done this amount of hours. You must have, because they, they'd worked it out somehow. And I've easily done double that now, the amount of time I've been in it. And because it, it, I, when I practice this stuff I'm either teaching it practicing it or living it so it's like two jobs I've got two jobs 
I can be at it from anything from eight hours to 20 hours a day, depending if I've gone out all night and that's continuing to the morning, wherever I am, whatever girl's house I am, if they're at my house, whatever. So it's constant. Do I have a boot camp? Sometimes I don't sleep over boot camp. Right. You know, you have a power nap or a disco nap, mm-hmm. and that's about all you get. You're lucky to get 20 minutes, and they're, they're three-day events. So it's constant, constant, constant. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So what's your lifestyle like today? Like your personal lifestyle? Um, can you be more specific? Well, just uh, t- in terms of dating, because all of us take on different paths, you know, like I've, I've taken one path, other people take different paths. We were just discussing how different people, like, yeah. you know, basically uh, stop gaming and stuff after a while. Um, what, what has been your path? Like where's your lifestyle ended up so that you've... Well, I'm living on the polyamory path at the moment. Yeah. Uh, recently, I just was living with two girls. So we had a freeway loving relationship so that lasted about a year um and we'd all meet girls together as well okay i've done the kink scene for a very long time as well you know i'm not i'm not like a heavy kinkster or anything but i know it i know the scene and i do my own events from time to time to meet new people that are cool um i've done the stripper route just going through like as 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 people like the the Vegas lifestyle of just going being with as many strippers as you can, exotic dancers. Um, then I've done, you know, I know porn stars, I know actors, I know singers, you know, so I've done the celeb game. So it's not about really what path I'm on. It's I'm on every path. And you go through phases? I I literally don't have... Yeah, I go through phases, for sure. Mm -hmm. But I don't have, like, I'm only going to stay on this path. The world is my oyster, as it were. So I'm just like, okay, today I feel like doing this. Today I feel like doing this. And I find that being on the polyamory path, as it were, even though it's all paths are polyamory for me, that I'm not hurting anyone's feelings. Because you're being straightforward. I I have to be now. I have to be now because otherwise people just, for some reason or other, do not get the point of me saying, you know, we're quite open with this, you know, and they've they've never got the point fully until I totally said, right, this is polyamory, right, you know. And with women, if if it's someone that's very close to me, like very close in my life as a woman, I will say, okay, this is the agreement. We both like women, agreed, and they're like, yeah. So we can only be with women, right? Because if they are that way inclined, they won't see a problem with that because they know they'll get the boyfriend experience from me when we're together and I will only be with girls and they will only be with girls. Now, if they like girls that much, that shouldn't be a problem. And if they don't, then they obviously don't like girls as much as they say they do. But I find a lot of girls really love girls. Uh, Yeah, most of them in their first... You know, I find some of them will resist it a little bit, but most of them have can be encouraged to develop that. And it's more, I think it's more like social repression. It is, yeah. It's actually inside them, but they've just repressed it. I, I believe that as well. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I find it hard now to meet a girl that isn't into girls, mm. or at least curious to try. I've had a lot of girls that have had their first experience with me and a girl. So they've got to try a girl mm-hmm. and, and loved it and been like crazed, like they're on 
crack or something with the pleasure that it's giving them and the excitement right. before, you know, even the lead up to going home, let alone the experience they were going through at the time. Yeah, it's it like an NLP pattern now, yeah, but it wasn't. Yeah, it's a really unique experience for them. Um, so I'm, I'm actually interested about your um, your relationship because we spoke to Adam Lyons yeah. uh, about it a couple of years ago now, and he was he was in a similar situation, living with two girls, and then and I course, think he still is. I think. Yeah, I think he is. Yeah, um, you know, so that's been going well for him. Yeah, good. Uh, and he was very happy with it at the time as well. Oh yeah, it's great when you're in it. Yeah. <laughs> Although near the end, it can go rather. Right, right. So that's what I want to ask you about because <laughs> Neil published his book. I just recently the truth yes I'm right it. which is about relationships and obviously that was a bit of a disaster for him um, if you read the book yeah uh, it's, it's a fun read um, so how did yours go <sighs> did you take any learnings from it was there by the sigh you could tell I was like, <laughs> it was a rough ride uh, it can be double trouble mm. because there's two so you know you get jealousy coming off them and then they're having a go at you and then you're trying to solve it and then they're trying to work it out between themselves and it, it's a it's, it's cat mouse cheese you know yeah. it's like all over the place so yeah that's why you need to be a hundred percent clear with your actions right this is this and this is work it out between each other before you fully go into it wasn't even my decision at the time. I've had lots of freeway relationships for the last eight or nine years. I've actually been doing it, but I've never tried to define it as boyfriend and girlfriend and girlfriend, okay? So, and and what it normally is, is I have a girlfriend, we'd meet a girl we really like. She'd attach to us for a period of time, normally two months to eight months, mm-hmm. and then they'd fade out of that relationship. But then nothing was identified, so there's no harm done. It's not like, okay, we're ending a relationship with you. But what happened with the most recent two were was that uh, were that they messaged me while I was away. Me and Mystery was doing a boot camp in Amsterdam at the time, actually. And they started sending me pictures of them messing around on a bed and really sexy and stuff. And they were like, we want you... We, we decided we should make this a freeway relationship. What do you think? And I was like, um, I'm in, you know? Um, but because they defined it, it means that now problems can arise because now it's a proper full-on relationship. At the time I was, on a, was, uh, was in a relationship with one of them and not both. So jealousy starts and so on. So that it sort of became out of my control. Yeah, through the year, it sort of got more yeah. out of control because it was defined as. So would you say you it wasn't for you? It wasn't a very I don't know, satisfactory, rewarding relationship. Maybe it was at the beginning. At the time, it was great, you know, and you know, people get jealous and so on. There was literally no need to be mm-hmm. right. There wasn't. Did you have you learned anything that would help to cope with that jealousy better, or do you think there's some things you you know? Would you do it again? And you know, would you do it a bit differently? I would do it again, but I'd make the guidelines even tighter, you know, and and make sure that they really love each other as well, right? And they're not doing it just to please me, right? That should help a lot. Yeah, yeah, that would because maybe they were trying to please me too much, but it wasn't even my idea, you know. It was like. They didn't have to do that. And I, I reckon if they didn't, we'd all still be together in some sort of 
shape or form. Yeah. Are you still talking to them, or is it or is it really a crash? Um, it's more of a fade out. Yeah. I'd say it's more of a fade out. It's hard to explain. I think because it's still raw, that's all. Right. I think it maybe will, talk later. I think it will smooth itself yeah. out eventually. Right. right. That's the way it only works. Well, great. So one of the other things I wanted to breach with you is because you've been doing this for so long. What kinds of things did you used to think were you know great ideas that really worked, or you know the way you approached this, and over time you've completely changed your mind. Or, you know, you changed your mind and you've changed it somehow. What are the kind of the biggest things you've changed in the way you look at all this? Okay, so when I when I got really, really, really good at pickup and I had quite a big name for myself in London, I think that was like maybe eight or nine years ago. Yeah. I was very much pickup orientated. I was like hundred percent. Everything was like either a routine or a gambit or or an opener or a DH free story and right, so on. So these are all mystery method. Was it still called it Mystery well, Method? Well, I, I didn't know Mystery Method then. Uh, I, I, all I knew is what I'd read from the game and a few things online. Right, okay. But these are, they're still terms that would describe what I'm doing. So a routine is, you know, Mystery came up with the name routine and opener and so on. But it's something I was doing anyway. Yeah. So something I would say that would have a result in either emotions or interests and so on and so forth. You know, a neg for me is what I would call a cheeky, chappy comment. I'd call it cheeky, chappy comment. So, uh, but neg is easier to say, <laughs> right? So, um, but the result of a neg is la should be laughter or a hug. Right. It shouldn't be, oh, I've just insulted you. That's not, that's, when you're vibing with someone and you're, you're you know, making fun of each other in a funny way that works, that's negging. That's just banter. Banter between you or she does it, you do it, and so on. But you don't want to get into what we call neg warfare. We're just doing it all night because that goes nowhere. Right. So at some point you've got to calibrate the neg with maybe a hug or right. telling her, oh, you win. So is you that win. one of the things you used to do more kind of negging, insult? Kind I would of... just be witty and funny and yeah. take, you know, so on. But I'd have set pieces, yeah. set see that's the, instead of routine, you can set a conversational piece or a conversational starter instead of an opener. Right. So that's what I would call it in them days, but it's easier to say opener now. So I'd have all that and I'd do it to full effect, 100%, and it works wonders. But then what would happen is now I'm walking around with lots of hot girls that would go clubbing or bars. And these clubs would come to me and ask me to promote for them and please bring the girls every time and we'll give you money and free drinks and a table mm. and a queue jump. So I'd be like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to do that. I'm, I'm well up for that. And within that, I became in contact with the naturals, what we call the naturals, people that just don't really think about it. They, they still have set go. pieces and stories, they yeah. just don't know they're doing it, I guess. Right. But there was more alpha body language and they had what I call the five C's. Confidence, congruency, calibration, conviction, and courage. So I noticed they had all these C's. So throughout promoting, I became more natural, just became it. And then I realised I'm still teaching all you know routines and openers and so on. But I'm I'm not doing a single one. And two years have gone by and I hadn't done any of my own material, but I'm still teaching it. So then I decided to throw it in because I missed it. It was fun, you know. You could get great results with this. So I'd throw it in. 
and the girls loved it as well you know you're playing games with them you're telling stories it's great so i threw some of that in and my results went through the fucking roof i was like wow i'm really like i'm getting the best of the best now i'm literally i'm winning on all cylinders here so i i termed that supernatural game so and it's basically having the best of the natural game and the best of the pickup game and splicing them together, merging them together correctly. And the way now I would teach some supernatural game is 80% should start out as, you know, openers, gambits, and so on. <coughs> Hold on. And 20% should be your natural best self that you're developing along the way. Right. Because you can't just go, go out and be your best self. It doesn't work like that. Or go out and be natural. Just say what you want to say. It doesn't work like that. You have to ease your way in. So first of all, lots of training wheels. The foundation of the house, as it were. Then as you're getting more confident speaking to girls that you fancy. And you're getting a bit more socially calibrated. You're getting more confidence in yourself. You're getting congruent with the way you do stuff. And you're having conviction in the way you present yourself then which are the five seeds and natural then you can start being more natural with it so maybe go down to 70 percent stories openers and so on and 30 percent your best natural self and then 30 and then 40 60 50 50 and so on until you literally swap it all around and now 80 percent natural best self and 20 percent pick up still throw that in still because you won't otherwise you won't get the super boosting of the supernatural game right so you need that spliced in just here and there it might be that you're having a natural conversation and you're vibing and you're having wit between each other and banter and she talks about shoes and i'm like i've got a great shoe gambit here that leads to the sexual content and makes slides in easily to be sexual so a gambit what is a gambit it could be like uh or an opener could be used at any time in the game right Right. So I might, she might say something about, oh, I just bought these shoes the other day, what do you think? Mm. Trying to qualify herself to me. And I'll be like, well, what do you think's better? Good shoes or good sex? And point to myself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then straight away, I'm, I've got sex in the conversation. It went in fluidly and naturally, but right, so yet it was a PUA gambit. Right, so it's pushing the relationship along to the next yeah, it's, it's a, it's a, Yeah, it's a good widget right. to put in. Just something useful that you can throw in at any time. It's good. Yeah, widget. I can throw it in, because yeah, she's mentioned shoes. Okay, I've got 101 things I can say on shoes to bring this to the next level. So I'm going to, here's one, and I'll throw it out. So, so when did you... If she talks about money, yeah. then I can say, what would you rather be? 100% materially satisfied or 100% sexually satisfied? Pointing to self again. And then she'll be like, if she says uh, materially, I know she's a bit of a gold digger. If she says sexually, I know, hey, hey, I might be in there, right? But sometimes they say both, which is great. I say, okay, you're really greedy, aren't you? Give me a hand to spank, spank with my little my index finger, turn it sexual. And my answer to that can always be, no matter what she chooses, I like both at the same time. I'm greedy, like that, or something like that. It doesn't matter. Yeah. So it's a little, yeah, it's like a little routine that you can. Yeah. Because she's mentioned money or how expensive yeah. something is. Oh, my jacket costs this and much. Are your little gambits and widgets? Are they just things that came out of your natural game one it time, was, and then you were like, that worked, and you know you tried it again, and that worked again. Ninety-eight percent, I'd say, of the stuff I say was I've naturally said it yeah. and gone shit. Better write that down. 
I forgot more than right eighty percent of the stuff I've said, and, and I wish I've always I wish I always had a recorder on me. Yeah. Because there's gold gone by. There's gold in strip clubs where I've just that it was like a perfect half an hour set to an hour set it was so perfect, and I was like, if only I recorded that. That was gold. That was gold, and I can only remember bits of it now. Yeah. So there's so many sets have gone by in my life, and so many roof stuff that could have been routines and gambits that right so right now you'd say you're doing 20 percent the kind of what would you call P- it pua the pua stuff pick yeah. up yeah. yeah and then the rest of it's just you being your best self me being my yeah my best self and how do you help guys develop that best self part is it literally just just get in there and put yourself it's a up? series of flooding sets working on there in a game getting getting them over there made up hurdles in their mind yeah their sticking points that are in their mind yeah. it's all in their head getting them out their head even yeah and uh helping them along just literally what what hurdles they're getting to right we've got to deal with this one is it coach anxiety is it not believing in yourself is it make being a ma- making up imaginary things that oh she's gonna say this if i say this how do you know that are you a mind reader wow i can teach you cold reading if you really want so it sounds like you've got used to all of the objections that guys bring up yeah i'm like hey, i can literally put people in categories now right right within seconds yeah so you know just even the this- even people that are experts i'm like okay you're an expert but I can put you in this category because I know you've hesitated about this, this, or this. Right, and so you've got categories of uh, sticking points, basically. Yeah, uh, yeah. So you know, you, are you a sunshine yellow, are you an earth green, are you a cool blue, you know, fiery red, so on and so forth. How has your coaching changed over time? Um, I'm more concise. I can get to the point a lot more concisely that's the word and get to the root of their problem a lot quicker right so it's identifying yeah identifying what's actually sticking for them yeah can all guys do this like every single guy that comes to your boot camp or are there some harder cases are there some particular problems or are there guys who walk in and you're like oh he's already got this you know these things so it's going to be so easy for him like, so I don't know, are there qualities guys get more benefit out of if they already had them? Um, I think the, the quickest way you're going to learn is be positive and just do what you're told. Because if you do what you're told, I know, I know what I say is right. Yeah. So if you do what you're told, it's going to work. Okay, no one does what they're told. Even if I was teaching me, I wouldn't do what I'm told. But to a degree, the more you do it, the quicker you're going to learn. I that's, an example, that's interesting. I, me and Adam, like... When, when Adam started coming into this stuff, he, he knew tons of psychology. He, he, you know, he's a, he's a grandmaster now. But at, at the time, I'd tell him to do something. He went and done it straight away. Like he'd just do everything I said straight away. And because he did that, it worked. Right. You know, and, and a few a few other people. But he's the most famous that I can mention to you. That. Sure. You know. Yeah. And the same yeah. for like I say, mystery would say the same to Tyler and Mihal. You know, they'd just do exactly what he says. So it works, yeah, and and positively. Yeah. If you do it negatively, it's not going to work. I mean, I've seen that a lot in guys yeah. we coach too. You know, they just they just don't do. They try and tell you how to be taught. Are you? This is the way you should teach me. Right. Exactly. They say I have this problem, and you're like, no, that's not your problem. That's you know, you don't need to focus on that. You don't need to do that. Just do what we tell you. But they they don't. So how do you break through that? Like, how, how do you? get guys to do what they need to do. Yeah, so so, there's many ways of doing it. One is flooding sets. So you literally need to send them until they're numb. So you just keep 
literally go through them. trauma, <laughs> yeah. break down, right. and rebuild. Okay. So you, you can't get, you know, as soon as you've got the lowest point of your pain body, yeah. and then the only way's up. And you can get quick, like enlightened quick. Yeah. Like one day, that one day of pure pain and trauma, <laughs> the next day can be totally flip. It can be like, you know, you've opened the clouds to heaven and everything you, everything you say is golden. Literally, I've had that process. Yeah. And some guys, no, they just stay negative, so they learn a lot slower. Right. And try and blame you. Right. Oh, this magic pill didn't work. Even though I took the course and didn't do what you say, you know, that sort of thing. And that's why they don't learn. Well, I find a lot of guys just don't take action. They don't. They don't. And then they say, oh, it didn't work for me. But I can still, I can still help people massively that are negative. Yeah. It's just, it's a lot slower and a lot harder. And I'm also worn out by it. You know, I'm worn out anyway from the boot camp. No, because they're wearing me out. They're, they're, it's, uh, it's energy sucking. Yeah, yeah. succubus. Yeah, no, no, I've experienced that myself. Yes, yeah. I know. It is like, I mean, talk a little bit about boot camps because I used to get exhausted. I haven't done them for 10 years or so, yeah. but, you know, it used to wipe me out. Like, I'd do a weekend of them and then I'd be just, you know, wiped out for the next couple of days. Yeah. How, how do you feel, like, these days? How is, how is it? Or, I mean, do you build yeah, you energy? Yeah, I've, I've, uh, I've managed to cope, so I don't know. I just need, after boot camp, it's how I could have one good night's sleep Yeah. and I'm fine. You know, but I do want to relax that next day. I don't just jump on a plane and get out of town. Yeah. You know, because we literally do city to city nearly every weekend, it seems, if we're doing a tour. For nine months over that summer and autumn, we're literally boot camp, boot camp, boot camp. And some, well, like recently we did a 10 day immersion, evolve immersion, we called it. And what I wanted to do is I put, I, we did Helsinki, so yeah. three days. And in the middle, the guys had four days that did the whole journey with us. They had four days personal, like personalized, not in boot camp time with us, so less people basically. And then the next three days, like the other weekend, we did Sweden. So some guys did the whole ten days with us, yeah, like three guys. Yeah. And then we had boot camp to boot camp where we had full boot camps, and we we then monitored how they did on the first one to how they did on the second one and their results and they could see it themselves so yeah. it was the best thing to do ever because they could see how they were then and how they were on the, the next boot camp it was amazing like literally one guy it was good enough to be a fully fledged instructor by the end of them 10 days yeah. it was that good afterwards yeah. from very meek boring uh, unanimated person Right. to this guy that was just running up to groups in the park and sitting down and getting them to emerging them to another group and then merging us in with them and literally helping the other guys on the next weekend hey guys we're going to open this yeah. set this is what we're going to do this yeah. we're going to break it down and, and so what qualities did he have was it just that he was really positive just did what he was he was very positive yeah. um and just winning yeah again positive and willing to do whatever he said he literally was you know, the first day or two is a bit like, uh, I don't know if I should, but he wanted to do it. Yeah. And then by the end of it, that was it. It was just, it was going leaps and bounds. Yeah. Like, he, he's amazing now. So you're running around Europe now, coaching. Europe and slightly outside Europe. Like, we did Tel Aviv as well. Yeah. Um, is, that, is that, you're just doing it for kind of fun, just seeing new places, do I love teaching. I love teaching. Yeah. Um, so, 
And yeah, all over Europe is that, you know, I don't know, like you go into places where there's, there's nice girls, there's a reputation for nice girls, or you're just like yeah, yeah, yeah. giving Definitely. people a variety of experiences. No, we, we are trying to go where it's known to be, you know, busy, a busy city, a metropolis. Yeah. So we go to Barcelona, we went to Madrid, yeah. we, we do Amsterdam a lot. Um, where we where do Helsinki and Finland, that we do a Finland, uh, sorry, Hels uh, Sweden a lot. Yeah. Where have you been, your favourite places have been and why? Scandinavia, all of Scandinavia is my favourite. Is that because you're into Scandinavia? Maybe, yeah. maybe, yeah. Because like, you had a like, Scandinavian girlfriend when I saw you in Bangkok. Yes, yeah. yes. That's five girlfriends. That's a lot, yeah, I mean, it's yeah, quite yeah. a way back, yeah. 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 <laughs> and the thing is, I don't date easy. Mm. So, yeah, but yeah, she, yeah, I've had a lot of Finnish girlfriends. I like that way. I like that look. Yeah, I like that look. But also, you know, we did Riga. I want to do Budapest. Yeah. You know, I want to do a lot of Eastern Europe now. Moscow? Oh, we did Poland as well. Yeah. I want to do Moscow. I really want to do Moscow. Yeah. Um, cool. And so you get guys from all over Europe, I guess, or even the States to go to these? Yep. Yeah, where do they come from? So I'm really good friends with Tyler Owen Yeah. at the moment. And, well, at the moment, I'm good friends with him. But he's recently he's been saying come back. So whenever I go, I stay at his place. In LA. Yeah. yeah. And I've, I've never done a full-on... A Bexter lifestyle boot camp. I've helped, you know, I've helped Mister out, I've helped Matador out, and so on. But I've never done my own one, right. which is quite a different style. So I'd like to go back and do an LA one. I really like to, yeah. I'd really like to hang out with Tyler a bit more because I never, we never, we're always so busy. And he, at the moment, he seems to have a bit more free time, so I want to go and hang with him. Um, I want to collaborate and do affiliate stuff with a lot of the. American dudes out there that I've been, you know, waiting to do for ages, and I've known them as online friends, met them at conferences, but never really sat down and go, hey, let's do a one or two hour product together. Right. We can really, you know, I know my, I've known my NLP for 19 years now, yeah. so I can do the NLP stuff, I can do, you know, I can do the pickup stuff, I can do the natural stuff, I can do whatever, the socializing, the networking, I know how to do all that stuff. So I wouldn't mind picking them all and doing something different doing with something each a bit of them. creative yeah. yeah just using all my talents to merge into whatever their speciality is and go for it you know I'd love to do something with Adam again so yeah, I'm going to give Adam a ring probably tomorrow we've been chatting so I would love to do something with Adam again see how we both evolved after working together 10 years ago right that would be crazy know. to see that yeah right yeah. two London lads <laughs> yeah so Let's, let's round off a little bit here. Uh, so, where can people connect with you? You mentioned your website earlier. Bexterlifestyle.com. Okay, cool. And you're on and Facebook. And thecoldapproach.com. Thecoldapproach.com. Is there anywhere you hang out online where people can follow you or anything? We have the Cold Approach VIP group. Okay. Which... Uh, is, is that a Facebook? Group? Yeah, yeah, it's a Facebook group. Hundred percent private. Yeah. Only men, but there are there is one wing girl on it that helps answer questions. Okay. But we answer tons of questions on that, and it's I think we're on nearly three and a half thousand followers. So and we've only been up eight months or nine months, something like that. So it's just gone. Excellent. So you can join that group on Facebook. Then. Yeah. So we'll, we'll put links to all of this stuff. In yeah. The show notes. And yeah, we post up videos on that. I do live Facebook videos on it. 
you know, we put up a YouTube links now and then. I've got a YouTube channel, The yep. Vexer Lifestyle as well. Uh, so yeah, we're hitting Periscope at Bexter MPUA. Yeah. So I'm literally just throwing stuff out everywhere. I'm yeah. on everything. Just whatever I feel the need to do at that time, I'm gonna do it. But it's very sporadic. It's not normally you'll be lucky if I go right tonight. I'm gonna be doing it. It's just in the middle of a club, and I'm like, right, I'm gonna go bang. I'm, this is coming up now. Yeah. Whoever's on is on. You know. Yeah. And that, so that's how I work. I'm very in the now. I live in the now. So, so you've been on this huge journey, you know. Yeah. Like, I can imagine like uh, the adventures you've had. What, what and the thing is, things... I rarely do boot camps in London. That's the thing. Right. You so now. it literally just felt you're... like it. it yeah. I was doing like two yeah. or three a year for many years. So people are so hard to get hold of you. Yeah. You know, I did I did loads of one on ones, and I'd be helping. You know, me and Mister would be doing our joint ones, but mm. the Vex lifestyle ones would be really rare. But now I'm going to come back with a bit more force, I think. Cool. Because yes. I, I felt for the last maybe seven years I've been hiding behind the shadows. Right. Really hard to get hold of. Yeah. But um, I've just been doing my thing. I've been writing products for other companies, helping them. Uh-huh. You know, helping them smooth out Yeah, you were products. saying you've got your own stuff. Which yeah, I'm waiting no, to get out. I'm no good at releasing my own stuff because right. I'm not I'm not that techie. Yeah. So I'm no good. So I'm I'm very easy. I can just turn yeah, up, just put a camera, and I can speak for hours about any subject. Mm. Um, so I'm quite happy to help people. But now I feel that I should just do my own. And I've got one that's been I've been developing for three years. That I really want to put out. And then there's stuff that me and Mystery want to put out as well as a joint thing. Yeah. So there's going to be an abundance of products coming out. It's about time. Yeah, yeah, yeah it is. It's about yeah. time because uh, you've been around a hell of a long time. Yeah, yeah. As you're saying, like, there's not many people who have as much experience as you. So. And now I'm very polyamorous with my life. Yeah. I've got nothing to hide anymore. I felt maybe because you're hoping. I wasn't that secretive, but yeah. I was very like behind closed doors and keeping it under wraps and worrying about hurting people's feelings, even though they knew what I did. Yeah. But just being too out there, I've got nothing to lose anymore. Yeah. So So maybe that was holding you back a Yeah, bit. it was. Yeah. I can imagine. this back. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I feel the same way about, about, about this line of work um, along the journey. So what would be your top three recommendations to guys? Like, if they want to get... They want to improve fast. Maybe we've already covered some of them in the show. But, like, what if you can give them three takeaways things that they should think about if they want to get good at dating sex relationships quickly. I think the positive thing is a win-win because even if you go in set and say you get blown out yeah. by the way you can only get blown out if you leave first right right <laughs> so stick in there um, you'll learn loads but one thing is uh, write about your results afterwards mm. so as as within the game that was out 11 years ago the, still true with anything you learn like when you're going to the gym or whatever you're doing have your notes so it's like okay what should I start doing what should I stop doing and what should I continue to do with each of my set and a pattern will form yeah. okay look I really realise now that here's the, the most obvious one I really realise now that I should stop leaning in because on 8 of my yeah. 10 sets that I failed on, I lean in. So obviously that's the mistake. What should I start doing? Locking in. Okay, right, I've not locked in. Lock in. What's locking? Yeah. Locking in. You know, like when you're chatting to, I'm waiting for this cocktail is made. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'll go closer to the mic. So when you, basically, you're chatting to a set yeah. and you don't want to be on, on the precipice 
or the outside of that set. So you literally lock into a convenient place like the wall or the bar where they have to turn and it looks like they're facing you and all the attention's on you so they can see you and the back of the wall or the back of the bar so you're not, their focus isn't going to be taken away. But also, um, to any outsider, it looks like they're chatting you up and you are the prize and it, you're socially proved. So, so lock-in's extremely important. Yeah, it's extremely Cuts out important. Cuts And it's fun. Yeah. And you're also, because you're leading her, so there's that little move where she has to follow you, you're showing dominance and leadership. So you're winning on all barrels just by literally leaning against the bar. Excellent. Yeah. And there's ways of stealing lock-in and so on. But we won't get into that. No, no. Advanced stuff. All right, so that's two. One more. And experiment. Yeah. You must experiment. Don't just, I've found many molds that work for me, many methods that work for me. Like, nothing's 100%, but I'd yeah. say like 95% that work really immensely great. Yeah. But always break that mold and try it. What I do is I break the mold and try something new. And then when I have the two new uh, methods, I merge them together to have a, a, a mutated, evolved method basically evolution that's how supernatural game came about i merged the natural styles with the pickup and came up with supernatural game i've got six phases mm -hmm. i won't go into more i'm still perfecting number six i've got six phases of game which is my evolution yeah and supernatural game is phase two so it's it, i invented that so eight years afterwards. ago yeah and yet today it's still quite high technology when i teach it to people but you have to go I'd say you have to go through all this. The first stage is just pick up, literally just pick up stuff. Yeah. Then supernatural game, then octopusy game, and then only <laughs> cock in the room game, and then and then and and these, are actual these are all phases. <laughs> yeah, all phases I've got. Good names you're going on. Yeah. Um, so working titles. Yeah. Because <laughs> I want to do a product with them as well. Right. Uh, they're in, they're definitely um, eye catching titles. Yeah. yeah. People won't forget. So um, last thing is, who would you recommend besides yourself? Uh, depending on what, and just in the world in general, D dating, sex, relationships, you know, like this whole area, yeah, the whole world. Like, I, I think um, if you if you wanna, I like I like Adam for having the polyamorous side of things. You know, that's something I do also. So yeah, if you're in America, go to Adam. If you're in Europe, come to me. Um, mystery for like the real sort of zoomed in. Uh, micro mechanics of it all and literally how to lord the whole fucking city <laughs> you know like just all that stuff you know he is and he's a he is a you know a master of this game you know that's why we work together it's, our, our stuff gels so perfectly and we use each other's stuff so together we're quite a dynamic duo as it were uh I like Discovery for his sort of military facts of how he can get things, get it into your head, get you regimed. That's good as well. He needs a regime, like the start, stop, continue. Actually got that off him. And um, who else? I like Owen for his never giving up and just okay. relentlessness. You know, just and it, it just his his vast areas of knowledge on just stuff he's been thinking about over time. Right. You can see he's into pick up. Right. He's into pick up. Um, and me, if you're crazy, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I just. I know all my areas, so I don't know whatever you want, really. Excellent. 
All right, man, it's been great to catch up and hear about this. I've learned some new stuff about you too, so that's been cool. Yeah, thanks for your that's time. That's good. Thanks. Yeah. Always a pleasure. I never a chore. Take control of your dating life today. Take one idea or one insight from today's episode and apply it today. Don't wait. Do it today. That's all it takes to change your life, step by step, episode by episode. Learn more about what I, Angel Donovan, and my team do at DatingSkillsReview.com. How we help men like you take control of their dating lives.